You're listening to Sound the Foghorn, the Minnesota Wild podcast made by fans for fans. For Kaprizov, back to Zuccarello, back to Kaprizov, he scores! Covering team news, prospect analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, advanced stats, and much more. Back to Kaprizov, he scores! And now, here are your hosts, Brett Marshall, Zeke Boyat, and Justin Baki. Hello and welcome in to an emergency Sound the Foghorn podcast. Brett Marshall, Zeke Boyat. Justin Baki here with you to very quickly and briefly dissect the trade that no one really saw coming, I don't think, as the Minnesota Wilds send off goaltender Cam Talbot to the Ottawa Senators in exchange for Philip Gustafson. Because, of course, we recorded last night, said there was no drama to be had that Cam was here to stay, um, but that does not appear to be the case anymore. Um, it just sounds like... and. From the couple quotes I've been able to read, I literally got out of the car about five minutes ago as this all went down. I haven't been able to read anything, but from the couple quotes that I saw, it basically seems like Garen just felt it just wasn't going to be a situation where Cam was going to be happy down the stretch, and he just felt, you know, just to alleviate it coming to that point, this is a team-first mentality, and he thought the best move for the team was to move on from Kim Talbot. Um, to me, the big takeaway in this trade is they do get a you know an NHL goalie back in Philip Gustafson. Probably not a guy that's going to be able to 50-50 tandem by any means, but uh, he is a young goalie, um, someone that can probably play, I don't know, probably 30 games this year. Um, wasn't stellar for Ottawa, but I think when you dig down into it, he's probably very similar to what Talbot was overall last year. Just a little less name value, but again, maybe someone that can continue to develop and you know maybe be a backup long-term for this team. Um, as they continue to uh, get Jesper Wallstedt ready. So that's the high level. The other piece, no salary retained either side, so the Wild are able to shed all $3.67 million of Cam Talbot salary. We'll talk about the implications of that here in just a second. Uh, but, Zeke, we'll go to you first. Just your instant reaction um, to this to this sudden deal. Yeah, well, I mean, like you said, Brett, the, the media reaction is surprised that we did this. I mean, everyone knows uh, the kind of drama that was, I guess, surrounding the Cam Talbot in the wild the last you know few months after the playoffs, but you know it did seem like it had maybe calmed down. But I mean overall, deal obviously you, you know considering the fact that you know it was probably obvious that as you mentioned and Garen has said it that he just didn't think it was be a good situation, didn't want to have you know the potential for you know I guess you know, bad feelings or anything to disrupt anything in the locker room. You know not saying that Cam's a bad dude or anything, but it would just be human nature to kind of just have your feelings hurt by you know, kind of what happened uh, in the playoffs. But I think that the overall, I mean, don't don't hate it, don't love it. Like you said, I think, obviously, Gustafson uh, was a draft pick of Pittsburgh a few years back, so Garen probably knows him. Uh, and, and it seems like he does have, you know, some potential at the very least. It's still only 24, which for a goalie is pretty young. So I think that, you know, uh, you know the fact that uh, you're trading away Talbot and getting, like I said, uh, a younger guy to come in and back up who's on a cheap deal, um, I don't, don't think this is the worst thing in the world, but, uh, you know, we'll have to see, uh, you know, how good he can play next year. Yeah, the uh, the interesting quote from Garen, 
Uh, if you don't want to be here, no problem. I can't trust that enough. We're putting the team ahead of any individual's wants and needs. It's all about the team. Um, but again, not blaming Talbot for this situation. Um, and as we alluded to on our pod from yesterday, you know, we don't necessarily blame Cam Talbot for being a little upset about the whole situation. Um, sounds like he's excited to go to Ottawa. I don't know why you'd be excited to go to that team. Um, they're up and coming, but when you're his age, I just you're going from a team that was probably guaranteed to make the playoffs where you'd have a chance to play and play 50% of the games. If you proved it during the regular season, you were probably going to get a go in the playoffs. Um, but now he's going to have to go to a team that will probably be fighting for their lives for a playoff spot. But that's a choice he made, and I, I do wish Cam the best. Um, Justin, did you have any any more thoughts you kind of wanted to chime in here quickly before we talk about probably the other big piece of this trade? Uh, I mean, I guess I'll just put my thought to it is I'm okay with it. I love Cam, but uh, I guess I didn't expect it, but I'm not surprised by it. it. We get a guy back that, like Zeke mentioned in the chat, he played – for the same team as Jesper Wasted, probably at, uh, it was at different times, but uh, $787,000 contract. His contract ends after this year, so that'll be interesting. But uh, the valuable thing we gain is that cap space. So um, I really am okay with it. And uh, we knew something had to give uh, to gain some cap space. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the other big piece here, right? So kind of moving on from Talbot, it's that Philip Gustafson one only comes in with seven hundred eighty thousand, which you know we talked about. You know this could be an option for the Wild, go out, you know, get one of those bigger name goaltenders. They do that in Flurry, I suppose. Um, and then from there, you know, now you have all of a sudden, um, if my very quick math um, is correct here, the Wild have roughly. Um, about $3.46 million, um, in cap space to work with. Um, that's including Marco Rossi in that mix. That's not including either of Kalen Addison or Adam Beckman in that mix. If you add one of those two in, you're looking more at the, let's see, at the high end, uh, minus 894 off of that, um, about two point four. Five six million um, in cap space to work with heading into tomorrow, um, which isn't a bad thing. We did talk about you know now they it's been rumored that they wanted to go out grab a bottom six forward potentially. Um, that still sounds like the plan. We were wondering how that cap space would come to be. Would it be Kulikov? Would it be Jost? Would it be um, Dumba? Turns out it's Talbot. Um, so those names we brought up yesterday: Nicholas Abekubel, um, Noel Achari. Um, another name I want to throw in there today, um, not qualified, but New Jersey, Yanni Kuokunen, um, very similar profile as other two, fourth line guy, penalty killer. Um, all those guys would probably be affordable at that number. Um, they obviously don't want to spend exactly to that cap ceiling, but some options now. And then maybe the wild card play is there's potential. Maybe the team isn't done with trades yet. I think there's still the possibility they look at moving a Jost or a Kulikov, freeing up another two to 2.25 million. Um, and maybe pushing for, you know, a little bit bigger name, whether that's, you know, a, a Dylan Strom or, or some other type of maybe more proven um, middle six forward as well. So some options here all of a sudden uh, for the while that should be, a, you know, an interesting next 24, 48 hours. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, you know, you just said it there, obviously, you know, they're probably not going to have the money to, you know, make obviously make too huge a splash. I think we all know that, but you know, it definitely at least opens up possibilities. Like even as we talked about yesterday, as you just said, even if it's just a bottom six guy, maybe they can get someone in there to one of the bottom two lines who's a little more interesting, you know, than a Nick Delore or somebody like that, or even, 
you know, as you mentioned, maybe somebody who can play a little bit more up in the lineup kind of in the middle six. But, uh, you know, I mean, I think Garen basically doesn't know for sure exactly, you know, what they're going to do. He, you know, he's like, things change. But, I mean, I think it uh, it definitely opens up, uh, you know, it's definitely opens up possibilities here uh, that, you know, obviously will happen pretty quickly here in basically the next 15 hours or so. Yeah, I feel like we had, uh, <clears throat> not had, we did have, like, no money to do anything. You just kind of like, how's this going to happen to happen a little bit to spend? So, uh, mm-hmm. be able to pay attention to our phones a little bit more at, at 11 o'clock tomorrow. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, we're still not going to be able to do anything crazy unless, you know, of course, we're going to do an emergency pod and another trade is going to happen. So, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so, unless they have more cap space, yeah, it's going to be like a bottom role player. I, I really don't have much to add to this. Just, you know, kind of throw my thoughts that are there. Yeah, so I think to summarize here, overall, our thoughts, not necessarily a bad trade. We get a goalie we view as maybe overall relatively slimmer to Cam Talbot, um, probably more long-term upside. You come in almost $3 million less than what Talbot was was costing. So we talked about you know cap space being an asset. So essentially look at it as the Wild get a comparable backup goalie plus $3 million in cap space to go out and bring in um, some sort of roster player later on tomorrow. Um, I will. I think at the surface, I'm I'm fine with this trade. I don't think Gustafson is probably quite as good as Cam Talbot. Um, but again, too, we really haven't seen him play in front of a you know good defense yet. Um, you know the his goal save above expected. Um, I think last year I have it pulled up here was negative seven. Um, 0.6 by evolving hockey's model. Talbot's by comparison was negative 17 something. Um, if you average it out to like a per game basis, they were within like 0.1 goals per game allowed above expected difference. So again, pretty comparable numbers there overall. Um, so a trade I'm fine with. Um, I think ultimately what who they go out and get tomorrow will you have to look at it as they get Gustafson plus that player for Cam Talbot is essentially how this return will look in the end. And I think that's obviously where we hold those final reservations for. Um, but overall for me, a, another seeming to me a smart, a smart deal. There's some people upset about it, but I mean, I don't know what you loved about Talbot last year other than, you know, he had some good stretches played. Okay. Down the stretch. Um, but we also talked about in the player review show, he had that stretch from basically the winter classic, the trade deadline where he was absolutely dreadful. So, and it sounds like Gustafson similar, kind of a peaks and valleys type guy. So again, you're getting a very similar player for almost three million less. And then uh, another thing I'd like to mention, he's ten years younger than Walsh. Yep. Uh, well, not Wallstead, uh, Talbot. <laughs> yeah, you so, know, this guy's things, <laughs> yeah, he's ten years younger than Wallstead. We're set for a while, but no, <laughs> uh, I think you know if he works out, that's something that uh, can be part of the future. Who knows what Garen mm-hmm. has in store? But uh, yeah, if he works out, this could be another piece that you know, runs with the future because he is young and still yeah. has time to mm-hmm. uh, develop here. Yeah. And not only the Wallstead connection, I do believe this was a goalie that Pittsburgh drafted while Garen was there. So some familiarity yes. um, from Garen there as well. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely true. And I just think my kind of last thought is obviously, you know, uh, you know, like, like you mentioned, Brett, uh, Camp Tubble was not fantastic last year, but he was definitely an improvement the last couple of years over – you know, Devin Dubnik, Alex Stalock tandem that they had for a little while going there. So, you know, we do thank him, obviously, for his time here at the Wild. Seems like a great dude. Seemed to be, you know, really like it here, like his teammates. So, uh, you know, just uh, wish him all the best in Ottawa, and hopefully they can, uh, you know, take a step uh, as a team this year over there. Yeah. 
Definitely. Well, that's all we have time for today. We just wanted to hop on, give our quick instant reactions, get it all in a 10-minute podcast versus trying to create the threads on Twitter. Um, but that's our instant reaction. So to recap, overall, we like the trade. We look at it as Philip Gustafson plus whoever they sign tomorrow. For Kim Talbot, we view Gustafson as probably a clear backup to Fleury, um, but someone who overall skill-wise is probably similar to Talbot. We like the long-term upside and the connections to both Wallstedt and Guerin. So there you have it. Um, obviously, keep it tuned to us. We may hop on tomorrow for another emergency pod, maybe to discuss a free agent signing or any other potential trades. But other than that, again, plan is still for a full episode next week with the guys at the Soda Pod to discuss the wild prospect pool that will drop Wednesday. So for Brett Marshall, Zeke Boya, Justin Baki, thank you. And this has been another episode of Sound the Fox.